Yes, hello, hi, my name is Cyril, Cyril Guj. I'm the CEO and founder of Palais for the Oceans. And you are listening to the sounds of the United Nations General Assembly, and it's powered by SoundCloud. Cool. So to start off, can you give us a quick overview on your organization and its strategy to fight plastic? Palais happened. It happened in 2012, June 16, when I met uh, a friend, a dear friend, at the um, opening of an exhibition of Jeff Koons at Art Basel in Switzerland. And he told me that Captain Paul Watsonov's sea shepherd was just arrested in Germany, and, and I'm German originally, I was living in New York by that date already, but I was like shocked that my home country would take off the streets the most legendary environmentalist. So that kind of provoked me, and I found myself pretty much next day in front of him in a little law firm in Frankfurt, and talked to him, and I said, listen, Paul, what is the state of the oceans? How bad is it? Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? By 2048, the oceans will be dead. And I was like, Paul, is it like January, March, or December 2048? Or can you give me more specifics? And he was like, the way we're killing life out there, the way we're taking fish in these quantities, the way we are dumping into the oceans, the way we are not allowing these animals out there to have a healthy environment, is leading to the total destruction of our oceans and ultimately to our own destruction because we will not live on this planet with a dead sea. The oceans are the life support system. Mm -hmm. And that shocked me. And I went to the bathroom in Google and I thought, you know, <laughs> probably he's like a, a drama queen and he's just <laughs> making this up to give a donation or something. And I Googled it and I saw the facts, you know. It was yep. recognized by the United Nations that if we continue the fishing practices known in 2006, if you continue them down the road, then we're going to have depleted the oceans mm -hmm. by all their life. And that's just fishing. Mm -hmm. It's not all the other stuff. Yeah. So I called my partner, Leah, in New York, and I said, listen, um, we probably should close our design company and become an environmental <laughs> group. And June 16, 2012, exactly that day, we did so. Wow. And so that's probably where a lot of the innovation part comes you're working it sounds like at a creative job before yeah exactly we were like always working in the creative industries and and often like helping brands mm -hmm. individuals or and sometimes even governments to, to turn around you know and often they were like in a shit situation things went south and we had to help to reposition it and to be honest problems and crisis is for me like nothing threatening it's an invitation to create you know yep. as a designer that's what you want. You don't want to polish the surface of something that is seemingly okay. You want to be able to start something from ground up. Yep. And often you have to destroy existing structures, existing designs, old ideas, in order even to start from scratch and be allowed to do something new. So a crisis in this dimension that is unfolding, and we saw that back then, is a pure invitation to create. And it is something beautiful because I grew up with the belief that there's nothing anymore to do for our generation. You know, I grew up in a time where it felt also seemingly organized. You know, all, everything was standardized. Mm -hmm. What was my role in life? And suddenly, all these so carefully established standard technologies, norms and regulations are, at total, are under total suspicion. And that's 
I think, extremely inspiring. And that makes our generation, to be very frank, um, that gives our generation, to be really frank, a, 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 an amazing opportunity mm -hmm. to form and reshape economy, to reshape the way mankind is living on this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so on that note, how are you working with these different brands to kind of drive this innovation and reshape yeah. what's happening right now? So when you look at the environmental issues we are facing today, then pretty much behind of every each of them is an economic failure. It's the way we're doing things. It's the materials we use. It's how we consume, how we discard. And on one side you can say, oh, let's blame the brands or let's blame the consumer because they are so stupid to toss plastic in the wrong bin. But I felt, why wouldn't we just blame ourselves? Why wouldn't we just say the creative industry is actually responsible because we are the guys who invent technologies. Mm -hmm. The scientists are the ones that are creating these technologies, materials in the first place. And on the other hand, all the creators are promoting these brands. So. I see the consumer and the brands at this point in time on the same level of being depending on stuff that other people invented. It's an extreme standpoint, but I didn't want to slip down this like very weird slope of like pointing fingers at other people. I would yeah. just wanted to say, what can the creative class do? And therefore, the artist, the designer, the scientist form the core of what we call the Palais Collaboration Network. It's then surrounded by brands, like people like that say, you know what, I want to have an organization that is actually future-proof. Mm -hmm. Then there are governments. Like there are some governments that say, you know what, I want to end these problems in my country. But then also there are other environmentalists. They have so much knowledge. We're fighting for decades and knowing things and trying to get science heard. Um, and that is something where we felt that it's only possible if we, we, we form big alliances, mm -hmm. if we form networks. So Palais End of the Day is just the glue that connects existing tiles into a bigger picture, into bigger strategies. Cool, and hopefully it's, you know, a domino effect with brands. They see one, one brand sees another do it and then they want to get involved and... Oh yeah. yeah, and that's what you hear all the time. You hear people saying, oh, we have to hold hands and go through this and hope and prayer. You know what, that's not how economy works. No. It's highly competitive. People fight each other, even if they don't admit it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we can now try to change the overall culture of our existence on this planet, or we just deal with what we got. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I feel it's the fastest way to take some brands, convince them to be their champions, change them drastically, and with that, they create extremist pressure on their competitors. Yeah. So suddenly Nike and Under Armour, all these guys have to move because Adidas makes these major jumps. You know, Adidas is going out of plastic, of virgin yeah. plastic, by 2024. Wow. They're investing millions mm -hmm. to convert. And then they actually already plan to go out of plastic all the way through. Mm -hmm. So they're pushing new technologies. Yep. You can't stand beside as a Nike, Under Armour, or even a normal fashion brand, or other companies that kind of see themselves on the same level, and just ignore that. Yeah. That's not a, a, a legislator, somebody that makes a new law. Mm -hmm. This is your competitor. Yeah. This is your craziest nightmare. Mm -hmm. And that's what we actually want to do now with this new initiative. We want to say, why wouldn't you as a brand mm -hmm. create your craziest competitor yourself? Why wouldn't you not create a mirror image of your brand in a total eco-innovative way, mm -hmm. a future version of your brand that would take you out of business? Because you know, the consumer will not support you anymore no. if you're staying with toxic stuff. Exactly. 
And that's the idea of future island nation, because we can't do that in the US. You know, People want to sell what they have. They don't want to change their factories right away. We need pilot projects. So imagine we're taking a country like the Maldives, 500,000 people live there, a million people go there to visit it. It's a super brand, it stands for this luxurious destination end of the world. It's beautiful and magic, surrounded by the sea. Actually, most of the country is underwater. And we suddenly say, oh, probably we use completely new cars. Oh, we question food. Oh, why are we using this paint? Why are we even building the resorts mm -hmm. like that? Can't we just allow in a new generation of materials and technologies? And doing it there is a great pilot, it's a great experiment, but it's also very well observed mm -hmm. by the rest of the world and has the power to infest the whole planet. So it can be the spawn pond yeah. of a new age. Yeah, that's great. And then um, how can people get involved in Parlay for the Oceans? It's super simple. Um, if you want to take a stand and if you want to use your voice, mm -hmm. if you want to use your network, you want to use your skills, on any layers of society, really. You go to our Instagram account, parlay.tv, you follow us, there are so many call to actions, or you go to our website, parlay.tv, mm -hmm. and, and you sign up, or you take a pledge. You go to air, A-I-R dot parlay, P-A-R-L-E-Y dot TV, and take a pledge. And that automatically invites you to everything we do. And often people feel like, oh, I can't speak at the UN, I'm not a, CEO, you know what, it doesn't matter, it doesn't. It's at this point, every person, independently from where in society yep. they are, can make a difference. Yeah, for sure, everyone's voice matters. <laughs> Thank you Thank for having you. me. <laughs> Thanks.